And we're back. And this time we are going to talk about some of our favorite trilogies throughout time. This was a lot harder to make than I thought. <laughs> um, because, yeah, either there's a trilogy that has a stinker in there that does just kind of disqualifies it or... They have a fourth film that technically counts as a fourth film, so the good trilogy doesn't count anymore, or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, and yeah, John Wick got disqualified for that very reason. Like oh, yeah. three is clearly not an endpoint, and four is about to come out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know there are instances where it's just like men in black where it has you know a trilogy but then there was the international one but that's more of a spinoff but there are a few characters that crossed over like i don't know um shit like that so it was just tough to make the list but we'll go through it anywho um and i'll just feel most of yours and you'll agree with most of mine but all right so <laughs> what ended up or do you want to do honorable mentions first or uh, yeah, because there were two that I added to this list instantly and was kind of surprised they didn't make the top ten. Mm. Um, so one honorable mention is Men in Black. Very mm. nostalgic, formative. Um, one of the rare instances where the middle was actually the weak link. Like, I actually like part three better than two. I think it's almost as good, if not as good as one. Um yeah. Blade. I thought Blade was for sure going to make this list, but part three is just so bad, it drugged Blade down out of the list. <clears throat> and yeah. same applies to Terminator. Terminator has two very strong, iconic entries, and then a third one that just doesn't understand what James Cameron did to make the first two work. <laughs> yeah. That's that makes sense. I mean, and yeah, that's kind of what I was going through all the lists and some of the letterbox lists that they already have. And I'm just like, God damn, like either some of these have a fourth film or there's one film in here that I just do not like. Um, and yeah, my honorable mentions are just uh, The Hobbit, um, Creed, because I even haven't seen the third one yet, but uh and um sam raimi spider-man <laughs> which i feel oh, like wow. that's gonna be on your list well time will tell <laughs> what was shocking to me is what did end up becoming my 10th entry and the fact that it beat out some of my honorable mentions so i'm just gonna hop into it the hangover trilogy what oh yeah the God, second but... one is just a rehash of the first one. It's the weak link of the trilogy to me, but it's not bad by any means. I really enjoy the first two entries. And the third entry, I did, it was completely out of left field. Like I wasn't expecting them just to do the same thing for a third time, but they made a completely different movie that I actually really enjoyed. I know a lot of people hate it because it wasn't the first two movies all over again. That's what I liked about it. But to me, The Hangover did not need to be a trilogy. Like, it just needed to oh, be no. a it... one-off movie that we laughed about. One, Like, it would be so much more iconic if it was just that. <laughs> like, we if 
people just had the first hangover to go to and that was the only thing that they ever remembered oh my gosh that would be so much better See, but... I've never understood that thought process. Like, it comes up anytime there's a remake or a reboot. Like, having sequels or rebooting something doesn't erase the original. And in the Hangover's case, like, even Part 2, the weak link of the trilogy, it's not a bad movie. It's just the exact same movie in a different setting. But I find all three highly entertaining. I have returned to the full trilogy quite a few times and yeah i think it's one of the best comedy like the first one is one of the best comedies ever made and the fact mm -hmm. that they made a trilogy and that it works and i find it entertaining i was surprised that it made this list and beat out terminator and blade but that's where it ended up yeah well blade is my number 10 and it's my number 10 for the reason that you stated the third one is just so weak um uh, but yeah, I'm surprised that the the hangover is anywhere near anything on your list. Just because, yeah, the first one I'll agree is one of the best comedies of all time. But the second and third one just the jokes seem dated. Like again, the second one, like you said, is just a rehashing of the first one, so it's not good. And then the third one just really isn't that memorable. I mean, they went to Bangkok in that one, right? No, that's the second one. Oh, the God, third see. one is the one that's more of like a action thriller almost. That's very light on jokes, but I liked it. It's not. I know a lot of people didn't because they were expecting another Hangover movie, but I applaud them for doing something different. But we're on to Blade now, and yeah, Blade Trinity is just dog shit. It's a terrible film. Mm -hmm. Like barely watchable but my god blade 2 would you agree that's the high point of the trilogy it is um and it's a shame that like we're in like the tens and we're having to resort to trilogies that have a bad entry like it's a shame that there's not enough trilogies that are solid enough to like make a list like this just because it's just like damn how many movies are there and, but then, but then again, if the trilogy is solid enough, then it merits a fourth film. So it's just like, damn, like I don't know. And see, for me, I, I have one on here that has a fourth film, but it's completely unnecessary, and I don't even think about it when I think about the trilogy. <laughs> but it is kind of hard because, like, I will get to that pick later, but I feel like the trilogy wraps up the story and the fourth is unnecessary. Whereas something like John Wick, there is a fourth entry and it is necessary to the story because it did not end in three. And that was kind of my thought process when making this list. Mm -hmm. But yeah, basically it all came down to weak entries and trilogies that decided where everything landed on my list. Um, for me, there's very few trilogies that have just three banger entries. Right. Yeah, that's what is unfortunate. And I was hoping, yeah, that with Creed 3, it would be solid enough to, like, if I see that, it'll probably knock out Blade, to be honest, if it's solid. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Creed trilogy is more solid than the Blade trilogy. Mm. Um, But for me, I don't know. It's weird. Like, Creed 1 was such a great film in my opinion that Creed 2 and 3 just feel 
completely unnecessary. And while they're solid action flicks, they're just, it's kind of like the Rocky franchise all over again. Like the first one is a great iconic film. And then mm-hmm. all the sequels, it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. I like Rocky. I'll watch these. But I just, it's, I hate using this term because it's such a big gray area with nuance, but Creed 1 and Rocky 1 feel like films and the rest are movies. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I feel like definitely Creed 1 was better directed and all that stuff. I mean, it's by Ryan Coogler. And I think we've talked about this before, but yeah, the first Creed is just well better directed and produced and just more cinematic and all that good stuff and yeah the second one is just more solid on the action more solid on the nostalgia of let's bring back all these side characters and all that good stuff but i mean the second one does do a good job of wrapping up rocky story which is good because i feel like it also needed that because yeah Yeah. Fine with that's why I was shocked that people were upset that Rocky isn't in Creed 3. I'm like, did you see Creed 2? Like, Mm -hmm. why can't that man just retire and be with his family? That's all he wants. We've Mm -hmm. gotten three films of him going to a cemetery to visit the people that he loves. Let him go be with his child. Yeah. But we've talked more about Creed, a series that didn't make our list than our actual list. So (laughs) I'm just going to move right along to number nine, the Bourne trilogy, Bourne Identity, Supremacy, and Ultimatum. Mm. I actually was thinking about putting this on a list, but I hadn't seen Supremacy and Ultimatum in a while. So I recently rewatched those and Supremacy is definitely the weak point of the franchise from or of the trilogy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still solid, even with the shaky cam, which I groan at because of the effect that it had on the film industry. It's used effectively enough in the second film. There were a few sections that just got too muddled and too rough. And the third one was just a great conclusion, a great build on this character. You see him develop more. And I can't think of any other amnesia-type story that does it better than Born. I This French, like, this trilogy was so good and so iconic. Even James Bond, the OG spy franchise, tried to rip this off when they rebooted it with Daniel Craig. You know? Just that gritty, down-to-earth, smooth operator yeah and it's crazy that that still has like a, a show slash ride i guess not really ride but more of a show at universal and it has like had some type of attraction there for a long time so it just goes to show how much faith they have in that franchise yeah and, yeah. and the first one is just a truly great film um mm-hmm. It's a shame that Doug Liman didn't get a chance to do the full trilogy. From what I understand, making the first one was such a shit show that everyone was shocked and astounded when it came out and it was received well. <laughs> and Paul Greengrass just was like, well, I don't know how to shoot action. So what if I just have a seizure while filming? <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason it's so low on my list. Like, I'm, you know how I am with choreography and clear, concise action. And it really speaks volumes to these films that the action and um, fighting scenes can be so poor 
and yet it's still just so entertaining start to finish. I have a hard time even checking my phone to see, oh, I know that guy. Where's he from? Like, it's just hard to look away from these movies. Like, they're just <clears throat> gripping and exhilarating, and they do the spy genre really well. Yeah. See, to me, the Bourne trilogy is like maybe two or three notches above the Taken trilogy. Um, but this still does doesn't, you know, go anywhere near, I feel like, my top ten because I feel like those movies are based in action and there's so many other movies that have done action so much better and it's just yeah, they don't when I think of trilogies, they just don't pop up in my head. Taken kind of does for all the wrong reasons, but I definitely don't think about yeah. the Born trilogy. But the difference between Born and Taken is Taken was supposed to be a one-off, while Born is based on a book series and was always meant to have more entries. Yeah. And I just think it is a solid trilogy that tells a clear narrative start to finish. And this is another example of it's kind of murky because they tried to keep the franchise going with a spinoff film, and then when that didn't take off, they tried revisiting it with a fourth movie that's detached. But even with the fourth and fifth entry in this franchise, it doesn't mess with the core story that the trilogy tells of this like basically super soldier minus the superpowers who loses his memory and tries to build a life for himself. And when that doesn't work, he just tries to figure out who he is. And it tells such a good gripping narrative that I forgive the poor action. Because you probably haven't seen these in a while if you're describing them as action franchises. They're, they're really not action films. They're spy films. There's only like two to three set pieces per film. And the rest mm -hmm. is just solid spy espionage. Right. Well, I mean, but the crowd that they're, you know, trying to get into these films, they're hyping it up as, you know, the spy action type of film. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, the main reason I said that. But um, so, yeah, my number nine is a, a trilogy I really haven't seen in a while. So that's kind of why it's lower on my list, but um, is the Back to the Future trilogy. So. Yeah. These three films are all really solid. They all have pretty high ratings on Letterboxd. I think they're all really well-received in general. Um, the first one is a classic, of course. Um, this is when What's-His-Name that stars in all of them was really big. Um, Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the second one, they go to 2015, which is really funny just because of, you know, that's already passed and all of the wacky technology that they thought was going to happen back then. And that's just neat nowadays just because of the timepiece and all that good stuff. And, of course, the third one, they go to the Wild Wild West. And, yeah, again, it's just like a solid trilogy. I, I again, haven't seen it in a while, so that's why I don't have good faith to put it higher on the list and. I feel like that's just in general with all of the trilogies I have on this list. Again, I'm not going to die on any hill for any of them. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw them when I was a kid and really enjoyed them then. I watched them again in my early 20s. And they're, they're solid films. They're iconic and have lasted for a reason. But for me, they're just... I don't know. They just don't really hit the mark. Like the magic and all that, it kind of fades the older you get, in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. I think the second is kind of the weakest entry. Um, I mean, I watched it pre-2015, so it doesn't have anything to do with that. I just feel like the first one was an interesting premise, and I like the fun adventure they have in the West and the third one. But, yeah, not quite good enough to crack my top ten. Yeah. But The Hangover. <laughs> hey, man. I was as surprised as you are. I was reviewing the films, looking at my ratings, reflecting on them. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I like this this much. <laughs> like, how does this work this well? It's okay. I'm only going to say that eight more times. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Speaking of number eight, Pirates of the Caribbean. I know there's a fourth and fifth entry. Oh, no. No, no, third, no. The OG trilogy tells a clear narrative no. and the fourth and fifth film, fifth film are just dog shit that they tried to use as a cash grab okay well yeah you're you're not playing by the rules <laughs> this is supposed to be trilogies this is not a trilogy i don't okay care. but here's the thing here's the thing it is a trilogy because the original trilogy focuses on will turner and um Oh God, what's her face? Uh, how did I forget that? Elizabeth Swan. Like, it's their trilogy. Yeah, Jack Sparrow steals the show, but they're the core of the trilogy. Whereas the fourth and fifth film, they gave it to Jack Sparrow, and look how that turned out. That's why I still feel that this core trilogy qualifies, because the main character shifts in the fourth and fifth entry. The main characters are in the fifth one. <laughs> Their story comes to an end in that one. No, it doesn't. It just tells you what happens after their story. <laughs> exactly. So it's a part of the lore and a part of I... what happens in this story. So it's not. So a you're part telling of me. But you have nine so far. Without part five. You felt that there was no closure. To it doesn't matter what I and... felt. It's what it is. There are five films. It doesn't. <laughs> I want there to be trilogies and other things, but there aren't. That's just how it is. Like it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, I disagree. Like I complete. I view the fourth and fifth films as spinoffs where they took the popular character and made them the center of the movies, and that's where the franchise takes a nosedive. But if you just focus on the core trilogy, which is Will and Elizabeth's story, it has a start, a middle, and an end. And you can't just be like, well, there's more to their life. That's every single trilogy ever. There's never been a trilogy where every single character in the films just die and their story ends there. There's always more story to tell if the writers want to tell it. But if you just focus on a portion of their life, which is what trilogies do, you know, Star Wars didn't focus on Luke Skywalker when he was learning to walk. They told his story when it was interesting and relevant. Okay. And it's funny that Star Wars has three trilogies and none of them made my list. Oh yeah, of course not. Yeah, me either. And again, the the no one views the fourth and the fifth one as spinoffs. So the fact that we're referring to them as the fourth and the fifth one clearly lets you know that they're not 
again, it, it's a little bit different with like the men in black situation because that quote unquote fourth one is the international one. And it's just like they have a completely different cast. They have maybe one or two characters that have crossed over. But okay, again, okay, but like... this is just showing your bias because when I mentioned the Bourne trilogy, there is a fourth movie. Like if you ignore the spinoff, the fifth entry in that franchise is just called Jason Bourne, and it tells his story later on in his life. And everyone's just like, well, that's shitty, so we're going to not think about it. And you just were like, yeah, that's fine. That's a trilogy. But now that I'm like, well, here's a trilogy that focuses on Will and Elizabeth, and they made more movies that focuses on a side character that was popular, you're like, no, 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 that doesn't count. <laughs> Well, number one is because I didn't even remember the fourth or fifth, whatever, Jason Bourne identity movie. I legitimately thought that they quit after the trilogy and went on to spinoffs or remakes. So if there is one, then that one doesn't count either. And you've been fucking up this whole time. But yeah, well, uh, you did you not understand the point of this list? <laughs> I do understand the point of this list. It's not I... a story trilogy. It's there are three films in the franchise. Period. It's that's you it. point blank said when we made this list that Star Wars was eligible, and there are twelve fucking Star Wars movies that all take place in the same period of time. How is that eligible, but this isn't? Oh my god, okay. Well, then I guess it's not. <laughs> I was trying to be a little <laughs> bit lenient with that shit, just because everyone does view those as legitimate trilogies, but no one views the first three as the only Pirates movies and straight up ignores the fourth and the fifth one. Nobody. I do, because I've seen the fourth and the fifth one, and they're dog shit. Okay. Well, I guess this is a special list for you, and well, this is a legit list for me. No wonder this took me longer to make than you did, because you weren't actually doing it. <laughs> well, if you want to apply these dumbass rules, then fine. Remove pirates, and I guess Terminator makes the list. <laughs> Terminator's my number 10, and Hangover just moved up to number 9. Are you happy with your life choices? Okay, there are like 15 <laughs> Terminator movies. What are you talking about? Like, did you just do it again? <laughs> no, there's a trilogy of films that focuses on John Connor, and oh, then God, there's a shitty spin off of the future, <laughs> and then there's another time travel movie. Okay, fine. Blade makes the list, and Hangover <laughs> is still number nine. I told you. Okay, so Blade is on both. I of didn't know you were championing the Hangover films. <laughs> I'm not. I'm still shocked that that's on your list. And so Back to the Future really is on your list. So you agree with me so far. All right. So what's your... Okay, my number eight is the Dark Knight trilogy, which is an actual oh. trilogy. And Holy shit. That's pretty low. Yeah. Because um, the first one and the third one aren't my favorite like if i ever revisit that movie it's i'm putting in the second one like the that franchise the only time i'll revisit the entire trilogy i feel like is if i'm watching it with somebody who's never seen it or wants to revisit the entire trilogy like i'm never gonna on my own put all three of those films in I, if i do want my fix of that universe it's gonna be the second one and then i'm gonna put it away and the second one is pretty long so it's just like damn yeah i'm not gonna go through the first and the third one because i just don't enjoy those movies as much huh. 
Now, see, I definitely will agree that The Dark Knight is leagues above the other two. It's in my top five films of all time. I absolutely love The Dark Knight. Um, but I also thoroughly enjoy Batman Begins. I think that's a great entry. Um, the only reason that's not five stars for me is because Christopher Nolan does not know how to shoot a fight scene. Like, it's that's really the only downside to that film. I think it is really, really good. Um, and the third one, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I kind of give it a little bit of a pass because he wrote the movie. He went on to make Inception. And while making Inception, Heath Ledger, a big part of the original script, died. And he had to rewrite the film while he was making Inception. So it makes sense that that is the weakest in the trilogy. Plus, it makes cops into heroes for being corrupt. And I'm just like, oh, that didn't age well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are just my main reasons for why it's lower. And it's just hard for me to have one entry be the sole reason that the whole trilogy, like, you can't lift up the whole trilogy. So, but yeah, what's your number seven? My number seven is the Rush Hour trilogy. I revisited part three because everyone agreed it's the weakest, and I agree with that. It is still definitely the weakest film, Uh but I think it's just because it came out after the first two were so revered. There was a big gap between two and three, and everyone had such fondness and nostalgia for the first two that when the third one came out and it was just solid not great people were like ah this is kind of shit but it's really not when you watch it by itself you don't watch the full trilogy it's just as fun and entertaining like as any other jackie chan movie when he was in his prime it's solid it's got great action the set piece on the eiffel tower where they're fighting is incredible I I really enjoyed it. It's the weakest of the entry, and I just wanted to get that out of the way. And the first two, uh, what do I need to say about it? Everybody's seen them. Everybody loves them. They're incredible. Right. Well, <clears throat> what I'll say with that is, and it is on my list too, a little bit higher, but anyway, um, the first two just feel like movies. And I, I've said this before, and with the third one, you feel like they're on set pieces, you know, we're moving from set piece to set piece. Now, with this one, it works, and I feel like this was, like, kind of the, the beginning of that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I do thoroughly enjoy all three films as well, and although I do think the third one is kind of the stinker of, you know, the 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 three like you said but um yeah the first two are iconic so and the action is just this is so good so good and i I really hope that they make a third um shanghai noon and shanghai dawn i i you don't like those movies right or you do or i haven't i really enjoyed them as a kid i have never revisited them and i need to they just aren't readily available to watch you know um but yeah, I do plan on revisiting those because I did like them a lot as a kid. Um, but yeah, there isn't a third entry, 
And Rush Hour technically qualifies, even though they're working on a fourth film. It isn't out yet. Yes, I will agree with that. That is definitely counts. So there you go. You do have one rule that you did follow, but okay. So are we on to my seven is um, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. So you haven't seen this, right? Nope. Not a single one of them. So this is all you, buddy. So, yeah, all three of them are really, really solid. I think they are uh, just as good, if not a little bit better, than the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Um, and the reason like, I'll say are right now the Kung Fu Panda trilogy isn't on my list, just because I do know that they are actively coming out with a fourth one, and it is coming out pretty soon. Um, but, yeah, the How to oh, Train Your Dragon I did not know that. Yeah, and Jack Black is signed up and the whole nine yards. And um, but with the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, they are coming out with a live action. So I'm assuming that that's just not going to be the fourth one. It is just going to be a total, you know, remake into a live action, whatever. So this I feel like is going to qualify and count for a while. But yeah, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is all three films are solid. They are very emotional. Like they, they can definitely make you cry. Um. The action is good. The story is good. Um, the voice acting is good. The only kind of uh, chink in the armor with the voice acting is it has that one dude from Deadpool and Ready Player One, the dude that kind PJ of Miller? went crazy. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of weird to hear his voice, but other than that, yeah. Um, the trilogy is really awesome so and i'm excited for the live action i think that if they do it right and the cgi is decent and they have a decent budget then it's going to be at least a half a billion dollar film okay um it's funny you mentioned kung fu panda i completely forgot about that trilogy um that is a pretty solid one. I think the third one's the weak point of the franchise, but mm -hmm. I liked the first one a lot, and I loved the second one. The um, first one is my favorite. The second one would take it for me, but still, both are, are incredible films. I feel like the third one was just a little little weak, a little forgettable, um, and yeah, it didn't even come to my mind. Yeah. DreamWorks but, um, has some solid stuff going on. Because they just did yeah. Puss in Boots. Dude. So. Yeah, I was about to say, Puss in Boots was so good. Right. They know what they're doing when it comes to villains. Yeah. But moving on to my next entry, at number six, it is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Mm, okay. I love this trilogy. The first two films are incredible. For me, two is a perfect film. It is. It still holds up to this day. It's the high point of the franchise, or trilogy. But um, the third one, if you kind of ignore Venom and just look at the story that Sam Raimi wanted to tell with Sandman and Spider-Man, it's a really solid entry. He never wanted to touch Venom, and you can tell on screen there's just no appreciation or love shown to Venom. He's definitely reads as an afterthought. It's the same issue that occurred in his newest movie, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Like, 
he had a solid story to tell with Doctor Strange and was mandated to shove in American Chavez, right. which is a character I'm using air quotes for character. Like, I don't understand people who loved her. I don't understand people who hated her. Like, she had no development. She, she was had not a lesbian character. moms. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot. That's such a defining trait for an individual, you know? <laughs> like, when people talk about me, they only talk about my parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, like, uh, problems with Venom aside and problems with the third film aside, and that is what drug it down. If the third film was on par with these first two, this would be much higher on my list. It oh, is yeah. definitely the weak point, and I just love this franchise or love this trilogy. Grew up with it. It still holds up to this day. I I love the sincerity of it. You know, Marvel kind of it kind of shits on itself. Like it's weird how Marvel will just look at its own characters, its own IP that is making them rich and just point at it and laugh. Like dork your name is dumb you're dumb and it's mm-hmm. there's none of that in the spider-man trilogy none of it it is all just sincere it takes its source material seriously it treats these characters with reverence and respect the action is solid the acting is solid i i love sam raimi i love his work and i love this trilogy yeah um yeah i mean it was an honorable religion of mine and i think that this is kind of just kind of in the same boat as blade where the first two are good and then the third one is not so good and for all the reasons that you said and yeah i mean but the, my thing also is is that if i want to revisit a spider-man movie i don't know if i'll put this one in that's another reason that this trilogy just didn't quite make my list in general um but yeah oh, yeah no i just rewatched it like over um, in December, mm-hmm. I I recently got these on 4K. It was one of the things I asked for for Christmas and got and revisited and just had a blast rewatching them. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it definitely deserves it. So I'm, I'm not gonna hate on that. So, um, and yeah, my number five was Rush Hour, and so it was for all the wait. Reasons. What was your number six? Oh, I skipped right over that. My number six was Men in Black. We also talked about that, so that's why I was glazed right over that. But yeah. Um, so what would be your high point and low point for Men in Black? Um, so to be honest, I feel like the low point might be the first one just because it's my the most forgettable for me because I remember the second and the third one so much better. But... um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I loved all those movies. I will rewatch them. I think they hold up. I, yeah, I really, I watched the third one weirdly in theaters like three or four times just because I was working at the theater a lot back then. And I just, for whatever reason, was watching that movie a lot. And yeah, I liked it. Um, that was one that I slept on. Like, there was such a big gap between the two. When the third one came out, I didn't go see it in theaters. And when I finally got around to seeing it, I was blown away. Yeah, they they did a really good job. It's, what's his name playing? Um, Josh Brolin. Right. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, Thanos. 
he did such a good job playing a younger version of what's his name tommy lee jones so and what was incredible about that performance is not only does he crush it as a young tommy lee jones his character is completely different because we're seeing him before a pivotal moment in his life that turned him into the crotchy old man we know and love. But despite him being more upbeat and positive the whole time, and even Will Smith being like, are you sure you are who you claim to be? Like, <laughs> even with all of that, you at no point go, this isn't the same character. You fully believe that he is a young Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. And, like, just, like, his mannerisms and everything was just so on par. Like, would you say, like, did he do a better job playing Tommy Lee Jones versus um, what's-his-name playing Bruce Lee and Looper? Wait, what? Bruce Lee. Or, um, not Bruce Lee. Um, Bruce Willis. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I've seen Looper quite a few times. I or no, I haven't. That's a lie. I've seen it <laughs> once exactly, uh, but I never saw a Bruce Lee. Personally. You knew what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of threw me off for a second because I was thinking about. It. I was like, was there a Bruce Lee standing in that movie? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he does a far better job than Joseph Gordon-Levitt does with Bruce Willis, hands yes, down. George, George and, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it's just so, like, the reason I've only watched that movie once is the weird CGI they use for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's just, I don't understand that choice. I really don't. It's so uncomfortable and so unpleasant to look at. Yeah, they should have just let his acting do the talking. Yeah. It just, it made it's the most bewildering decision I've ever seen in a film, and it ruins the whole movie for me. I've thought about rewatching that movie. I've thought about buying that movie, and every time I just picture his face in my head, and it's like it just makes me so uncomfortable. I can't even bear to watch it. Like <laughs> he could be a horror movie slasher, and it would be far scarier than any mask or makeup effect. Um, but yeah, so yeah. what's your top five? So my number five, I was shocked to see it this low. This is literally the trilogy I had in mind when I suggested this list. And mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be number two at the lowest. But here we are. Evil Dead trilogy. What? Yeah. I thought it was going to that... be number one. No, I thought it would be number two. There's one trilogy that instantly popped into my mind that was better, but... Yeah, here we are. Back to back with um Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy is his OG trilogy, The Evil Dead. I mean, the reason it ended up falling this low is just because it's never something I want to watch back to back, whether it's all in one sitting or across three nights. And they're such tonally different movies that I never want to view the whole trilogy. I just... I get in the mood to watch one, and then I watch it, or I'll watch a different one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's because the, the first, first one, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and then Army of Darkness. Correct. Okay. And the first Evil Dead is a campy horror movie, but it is a horror movie. The laughs are secondary to the fact that it's low budget. You know. 
the second one is a horror comedy. The comedy doesn't come as a side effect. It's fully intended, but it blends that with some genuine scares and horrific imagery. Whereas the third one is really an action comedy that just has horror imagery. And because of that tonal inconsistency, I never want to watch them all back to back. I've only done that a couple of times. But this is a trilogy I absolutely love. I've watched it over and over. The second film specifically is also in my top five films of all time. I absolutely love and adore this trilogy. And I believe I made you watch part two. And because you're such a pathetic loser, you didn't like it. Yeah. But it is a groundbreaking film in cinema. And it should be noted that the Rainey brothers literally invented a type of filming style. That whole shaky cam POV thing, they invented that with some plywood and just some ingenuity. It had never been done before, and now they make full gear and harnesses to mimic the effect that they created. This literally changed cinema and contributed to the advancement of cinematography, in addition to just being all-out joys and entertaining every time you rewatch it. Mm, sounds lame. But <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what was your number four? You can go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're on your number four. What would you have? Um, my number four is the Mummy trilogy. Um, so yeah, Brendan Fraser, love him, love the first two specifically. The third one just had a. I feel like a lot of these trilogies have that effect where the third one is the weaker one, and um, just because the first two were so great, and then the there was so much time in between the second and the third one. Um, I feel like that's just happened with a lot of these um but yeah again the third one wasn't terrible and it had jet lee as the evil emperor mummy in that one which was cool um the, the cgi wasn't terrible in it and yeah it was a decently solid film and overall the trilogy is a fun trilogy to go back to to escape just because they really do a great job of building a different world um and yeah, between The Mummy and Men in Black, I mean, both of those still have rides at Universal, so it can't be discounted that like hundreds of thousands of people see these characters every day just by riding those rides. And it's just... So not only do they have the movies to carry on the characters, but these rides as well, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I really like The Mummy. For me, the first one is hands down an outstanding film. I absolutely love that. And, but upon revisiting the second film, it, it's carried entirely by nostalgia. If I hadn't seen it as a kid, I don't think I would like it. Because it is kind of what we discussed with Rush Hour 3. It is just moving from set piece to set piece. It's kind of incoherent and nonsensical. It kind of discount like it pushes back on a lot of the stuff they established in the first film and just it really doesn't hold up to scrutiny of any kind and the third one is kind of like what you were describing with the nolan trilogy i'm never going to watch the third one unless 
like someone wants to watch it. I have to be influenced by an outside source. I would just never return to that one on my own. Uh, yeah, but it also something has to be said for the fact that they couldn't reboot this franchise with Tom Cruise and, and the same thing with the Men in Black. Like you can't reboot these franchises without these core characters. And the, the, yeah, the Brendan Fraser carries that whole franchise on his back. Uh, yeah, his very messed up, jacked up back. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah, I'm not mad at it. It just I felt like it had a bad entry, a weak entry, and only one outstanding entry. I feel like they definitely degrade it in quality. Yeah, maybe uh, nostalgia is hitting me too hard with that, but we'll see. I'll have to revisit those. Well, my number four is one that I feel like you may not have seen any of these movies, but it is Jackie Chan's Police Story Trilogy. Now... Police this better be is it an actual trilogy because i swear to god if i look it up and there's like 17 of these and you're considering the first three a, a complete story <laughs> there's a spin-off and a reboot and one that he made as an old man but this Four is the core... <laughs> here we go no 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 they all have different titles he just played with the ideas set up in these. These are the only three labeled as police story, and they're literally labeled police story, police story two, police story three. The spinoff is called First Strike. The other one is New Police Story. It's literally a reboot. Like these are a core trilogy. Okay. And what it. an amazing trilogy. I don't give a fuck what you allow. <laughs> this is an astonishing trilogy. Like, this is Jackie Chan in his prime. The weak entry, if I have to pick one, is the third one. And to say Police Story 3 Super Cop is a weak entry just speaks volumes to how good the first two are. Because mm. Police Story 3 has some of the best stunts ever put to film. And that's a direct quote from Quentin Tarantino. Like, it's incredible. Michelle Yeoh jumped a dirt bike onto a moving train. Like, these films are astonishing from stunt work perspective. They have that goofball comedy that you know and love from Rush Hour. It's Jackie Chan firing on all cylinders. These films are iconic and masterfully made. If you haven't seen them, the first two are on HBO Max, and the third one is worth watching by any means you can. Mm. It's actually about to get a 4K release, and I can't wait. I I absolutely love these films. I just revisited part two unprompted, and it's just a delight every time I watch any of these movies. Did he make those before or after Rumble in the Bronx? Um, Before. Okay, because yeah, that's the only one I have on DVD, and I still haven't seen it. Oh, Rumble in the Bronx! It's incredible. I highly recommend. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I don't hate on Jackie Chan at all, so I'll believe that for sure. So, all right, my number three is the Jumanji trilogy, and I'm counting. Yeah, the old school Jumanji with Robin Williams and then the first two, but 
of just even though out. there's no connection between the two. Yes, and uh-huh. there is a huge connection because there it's the same jungle and stuff. So, boom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And but, I'm playing loose with the rules. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and I have haven't heard anything about a third or a fourth <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> see, see, you don't even view it as a trilogy in your mind. Like, are they gonna make a third one? <laughs> Because the second and third, quote-unquote, are reboots to the first one. The first (laughs) one is its own standalone film. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear any of your bullshit. Jumanji. At least least I had the decency to put my one contested trilogy towards the bottom. (laughs) No, this is the top three for me. Um, but yeah, all of them are really good and solid. And the quote unquote reboots of the second and third one, um, aren't as good as the first one, but are really, really fun. And especially the second one. And if they come out with a fourth one, we'll see. And I might change my mind on it. I think it's no, then you'll just ignore the first one and be like, wow, look at this trilogy. That's incredible. There was the first one, kind of, but. This is a solid trilogy now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not mad. I have the first one on 4K Steelbook, and I have the two sequels as well. I do enjoy this trilogy. It's solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wanted to give you tips. But, I mean, isn't the second one or the first reboot so funny? Like, they do such a good job of impersonating each other and... Yeah, it's just that's yeah. the Rock and Kevin Hart at their best, and just throwing in Jack Black in there is just gold. So it was perfect. I honestly think this is the only like these are the two only two movies with Kevin Hart that I actually find him funny and enjoyable. I think he <laughs> works as a small part of an ensemble cast, but when you give him the freedom to roam and leave the show, I just. I've never liked it. I don't like his stand up. I don't like the movies he's the star of. You didn't this see is, Die I, Hart too? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. <laughs> wow, what a loser! <laughs> I I legitimately thought you were a lying asshole when you said that. Like <laughs> I didn't know there was a part one, and when you told me there was a part two, I had to Google that shit. Like, no, no, no. He's full of shit. He's a fucking liar. There's no way that this film I didn't ever hear of or know about has a sequel. <laughs> and? And you're still a lying piece of shit. I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge its existence. <laughs> oh, you're delusional. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well. So are you picking a franchise that you're like, I don't know if they're going to make a third one or not, but it's one of my favorite trilogies. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what I meant. You know what really uh, happened. <laughs> but anyway. I know you better not remove that shit in the edit. That's what I know. Oh, please. I, I It'll like be, it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Ed is just right. you agreeing with my list. Like <laughs> I'm editing all your parts. <laughs> well, moving on to my number three, 
Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy or Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, I really liked the first one. I was surprised to hear you say you wouldn't revisit it on its own. Like, if you said that about part three, I would understand because that movie, because of reasons I already mentioned, is a little mm -hmm. rough. It doesn't fully align with the rest of them, but I still find it an enjoyable film. It's still a trilogy that I really enjoy. I think it did Justice it just to Batman. Too, too much of a slow burn, and it doesn't have a, that solid of a villain for me. Like, they have Scarecrow and, like, Rush Al Ghul. Like, it's just, eh, it didn't really work for me. I mean, like, I enjoy seeing his comeuppance and rise as Batman, but it just didn't have but too see, much of a comic book nature that I want. And I feel like the second one had a little bit more of that comic book nature because we got the dude in clown makeup and actually doing the shit and pretending to be Joker and, well, being Joker, not pretending to be Joker, but still, it's just like, it was just more comic book nature in the second one, and I like that. I think it functions as a very well-made trilogy. The first one, you're seeing the corruption in Gotham and why Bruce Wayne feels that there's nothing he can do, that it's too far gone. But then when he hears the scorched earth approach of the League of Shadows, he forms this idea of how to deal with it. And you see him actually win in his own way it's not a clean victory but he accomplishes what he sets out to do within the first two movies and brings real change to his city is it flawless change no there are people who are screwed over by his decisions and what he's done and it leads to real systemic problems but it is a better gotham than it was when he started and it's because of this arrogance that he genuinely still believes in the third one that he can single-handedly go out and save Gotham again. And it's that arrogance that leads him into a trap and even his Alfred causing out on it. Like, you don't need to do this anymore. They need your resources, not your body. And it's the first film that really examined that whole idea that Batman isn't really improving things in Gotham, you know? He's actually contributing to the problem. And just seeing a trilogy that examines the psychology of his decisions, the positive of what he's actually doing, but also acknowledging that he needs to do more as Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne really could have been the true savior of Gotham if he had just gotten out of his own way. I think it's the best Batman trilogy we've ever gotten. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely agree with that. I mean, when it comes to trilogies, there really hasn't been <laughs> another solid trilogy for Batman. It's usually two or one off movies. I mean, there might be a, a two and three to the, the Batman that has recently come out with Robert Pattinson, but we'll see. I don't have much faith in that franchise. Like, I have more faith yeah. in the Joker sequel with... Uh, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn than I do with the second Batman movie, but we'll see. I mean, the cinematography was really good in the Batman, but everything else is just like, eh, I'm okay. Like, it was way too long, and I'm just not looking forward to... I think they have, like, a couple shows and series coming out with the Penguin and shit like that, and I'm just like, who wants this? Who asked for this? Like, is there right. really and for it? I fully agree with all that. Like, I could effortlessly edit down 
the Batman to an hour 40 minutes and it would be infinitely better. Mm. Like, as a fourth act that is completely unnecessary, a car chase in which Batman kills conservatively 50 civilians just to pursue a false lead because he, the world's greatest detective, can't speak Spanish. Like, the Riddler is sending clues to the Batman, and he's like, this clue's in Spanish. Does it say pigeon? Who's a pigeon? Well, there's a penguin. Let's go to the penguin. It's a bat, you fucking idiot. Like, oh my god. It's it's so dumb. Like, for every positive thing about that movie, there's at least two negative things. And I enjoyed it enough watching it once, but Every single time I thought about revisiting that film, I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, God, no. Yeah, and if you are, you might as well just watch The Dark Knight. I mean, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why The Dark Knight is my number three trilogy of all time. Batman was my favorite hero growing up. I still have a lot of faith in the core of that character. And I think Christopher Nolan did a great job bringing that to screen. All right, well, my number two is the Friday trilogy. Um, I don't think you, you haven't seen these movies, have you? Oh, yeah. Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next. You've seen them all? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, yeah, I love the trilogy, and I think that they are all iconic and very quotable, and um, yeah, it's a shame that they weren't able to make a, a fourth one, and I don't think they ever will now just because of John Witherspoon's passing. Uh, just because he was a huge part of those movies, but oh yeah, yeah, like I, I wouldn't even watch a fourth one now that he's passed. Oh yeah, it's just, and I don't even think that they would make one to be honest. But yeah, it, it's just, but still, again, he was so funny in all of those movies, and it, the first one is just so iconic and so quotable, and so many people watch that movie over and over again, and I've I I seen still... that movie like a year ago so yeah it's still it's relevant for me i still walk out of the bathroom and go don't nobody go in there for about 35 45 <laughs> right so um and like, me, Damn! like i do that yeah it goes through my head so yeah for me like this kind of has the same problem as Creed, Creed, where the first one is a film and the other two are movies. Like, mm-hmm. I like the other two. They're really funny. Like, it's one of the best, or one of the funniest that Cat Williams has ever been in the third one. I love the idea of Santa Claus robbing people. Um, the second one's a lot of fun, too. You know, no more locked doors. <laughs> like, yeah, it's super quotable. I would agree with all of that. It's just that first one was lightning in a bottle. It was an outstanding comedy with a great message. And the dynamic between Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, I just don't think that was recreated in the third and fourth one. And the third and fourth one didn't really have that powerful message that the first one had, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, super solid. Not mad at all by it being on your list, but it didn't make mine for those reasons. Gotcha. Yeah. So, what's your number two? My number two, before you start bitching and moaning, here we it go. Was, 
can everything see everywhere as all, a trilogy. <laughs> it was written as a trilogy. No. It's marketed and packaged and sold as a trilogy. You were even with me at like one of the only conventions I've ever been to where I bought this trilogy of posters and convinced the guy to sell me the frames too. No, and that I know is what you're gonna the, the Cornetto trilogy. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Now, why would I, I contest that? Because they're three separate films. They don't have the same characters in there. So I thought you'd be like, these aren't a trilogy. But uh, they are. Yeah. Okay. And the way that they show, like, just the evolution of life and how you grow and go through these stages and of just not being mature enough to live up to your potential, being too involved in work to live up to your potential, and then seeing those two juxtaposed against one another and learning from one another in the third entry, I just think it's an outstanding series of films. For me, the weak point would be The World's End, but it's still one of the best sci-fi comedies I've ever seen. I absolutely love it. I can't even pick a strong one. Like, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are both so iconic and so amazing. Like, I just love every entry in this franchise, or in this trilogy. Wait, wouldn't Paul be number four? <laughs> no. Paul is not part of this trilogy. It just has the <laughs> same two stars. It wasn't written part of it. It wasn't directed by the same guy. Like, no. Shut the fuck up. And Paul is a piece of shit film anyway. <laughs> god damn <laughs> all right well yeah i mean uh, those films have a huge following i do have those on blu-ray and yeah every once in a while if i want that kind of humor i wouldn't mind watching it um i think my favorite is the Shaun of the dead and then yeah like you said uh at world's end is probably the weakest but um yeah, those those are pretty fun films, so I don't I'm not mad at you for them being pretty high on there. Um oh, yeah. absolutely love them. But my number one will probably be a, a surprise to you. And again, I'm not gonna die on this hill for it being my number one. It could probably be interchangeable with some of these other ones, but um my number one is gonna be Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh so, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really, really liked the first one. I know you don't like either the second or the third one. Um, uh, either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think Matt Reeves peaked at Cloverfield and his Planet of the Apes movies and his Batman movies are just okay. I don't regret watching any of them, but I'm never going to revisit any of them. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm definitely going to revisit them. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that the character arcs and Caesar and a lot of the other characters um, were just really awesome to see in all three of the movies. Um, I think the titles are kind of goofy. I think that they should have changed some of that. The dawn of the war of the planet of the beginning of the start of the very beginning planet of the apes is basically what it was. And yeah, just that was dumb. But um, yeah, overall, like I just really enjoyed it. And I'm a little bit biased because the first Planet of the Apes was in theaters when I got hired at the movie theater. So that was the first big movie that I experienced. 
all working there. Yeah, I really enjoyed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know why they took the franchise away from Rupert Wyatt, or if he just mm. didn't want to do it. But yeah, I just I did not like either sequel, especially War of the Planet. Of the, how are you going to make a film called War of the Planet of the Apes? And the only war that takes place is just something that happens in the background as the apes watch. <laughs> like, what? Dumb. Just dumb. I- I'm going to steal your line. It's just dumb. I'm not even going to justify it. Fuck that. It had, it had Woody Harrelson in it, so it was cool. Um, <laughs> and the other chink in the armor is that James Franco didn't end up being in any of the other ones just because that would have been kind of cool, but he ended up being a creep, so his career is over. So that sucks, but yeah. Other than that, solid trilogy, and I don't think that they have plans on making another one. I haven't heard anything, but yeah, as of now, this is like a trilogy, so. Alright, well, I know you're going to cry about my number one, but I don't care. everywhere all at once. (laughs) You're going to somehow make it and spin this into a trilogy? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. But... I am going to ignore the completely unnecessary and lackluster fourth entry. Toy Story is my oh, number one trilogy. Oh <laughs> my god. You totally just shit on the rules. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh my fuck god. That fourth film. Fuck a lot of people like film. the fourth one. A uh, lot of we'll people like too. <laughs> <laughs> no. It has the all the original cast it straight up it says four the title i didn't like, see andy anywhere in the fourth film like the core toy story trilogy is a perfect story like it is a perfect set of films it has a perfect and moving ending like tell me you didn't cry when those toys held hands go ahead lie to me bro they're coming out with the fifth one I don't give a shit. I won't care about that one either. And they already have a Buzz Lightyear sequel or prequel. Like, that's a part of this franchise, too. So I don't give a shit. This (laughs) is a trilogy. Like, if Star Wars qualified, in your opinion, then so does this. Fuck all those spinoffs. Fuck all those reboots. Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. That is a perfect trilogy. Every film in that trilogy is perfect. There is no weak entry. They're all incredible. Yikes. Wow, I'm not a big Toy Story fan. Like, I've seen the first and the second one. I have not seen the third or fourth one. And What? The fact that I had to say I haven't seen the fourth one in a top ten trilogy list when we're talking about this is sad. And but... see, that's the only reason you're not on board with this. Like, if you'd seen the third one, you'd know it comes to a perfect ending. There's absolutely no reason for the fourth film to exist, and I don't acknowledge its existence. Outside of telling you that I don't acknowledge its existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I see. I It's weird. I thought The Matrix was going to be on your list somewhere, but I, no. thought, you were, I yeah. thought that's the one that you were going to make me contest, because the fourth one... It, really doesn't exist in my mind that one i might yeah no. i i don't like the second or third one yeah i know that after 20 years like people have started to defend those movies but i don't believe them i genuinely don't i think everyone who claims those movies are good are contrarians who just like to be different 
Like, I don't see how anyone could watch those movies and like them and give them anything more than, like, two and a half, three stars. I The first one's outstanding, but, yeah, no. No. I don't even own the second and third one. I bought that DVD combo pack that had all three movies and the Animatrix, and I ended up just throwing it away when I bought the first Matrix on Blu-ray. Damn. So, yeah, I, they're just, they're so shitty. I'm never going to revisit or watch them. And the fourth <laughs> one is somehow worse than both of those. <laughs> so you really don't do the collections anymore. You're just, I'm only going to collect the movies I watch. Yeah, I, I where my um, collection just keeps expanding, I just have to put things on the chopping block because I'm not going to be one of those people with a room full of movies, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I've got one wall of movies. I feel like that is perfectly sufficient. I feel like that's overkill, honestly. But <laughs> I like my wall of movies and I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm just going to pare it down, put them in binders, whatever. But yeah, like some movies, it's just like, why would I have this just to inflate the number of movies in my collection? No. I, yeah. I don't need a 2,000 film collection. Only the movies I love, like the Toy Story trilogy. Oh, boy. Well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, and that is going to be Toy Story 4. And um, Really? You're not going to get me a copy of Red 2? That was... It, it was coming to my mind. I couldn't get there, but it was coming. Like, that was... <laughs> don't... You're getting that. Don't worry. <laughs> it's on the Amazon wish list. <laughs> There's this um, you know, shop in Charlottesville. They accept used DVDs and sell used DVDs and Blu-rays. So you know, I can trade those in for a better movie. No worries. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh boy. Well, so I guess those are our top tens. Like, yeah, I'm surprised Toy Story was your number one. That's insane but all right well i guess that's why we do these 